This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You are listening to The City Vent. Proudly sponsored by the Westview Motor Company, supplying your new and used cars. Find us at westviewmotorcompany.co.uk Good evening and welcome to, uh, what is it, episode 31, I think, of the City event. It's another live one, uh, so we've got a panel of City fans that are going to join me and discuss City things, including the Swindon game tomorrow evening. So first of all, I'm going to add um, Andy to the stream. Hello, yeah. How are we doing, pal? Not too bad. Been a while, on it? It has, mate. Welcome back. It's nice to have you back. And uh, you are going night tomorrow night. I am indeed. I am indeed. Nice Looking forward to it. Lovely stuff. So we'll keep that short and sweet. Love you, but better crack on. We've got a few people yeah. on tonight. Uh, we've got Brandon. So if you want to remove yourself and say hello, you can. All right. How are we doing? Good, mate. Not so bad. Are you going to Swindon? No, no. I've got work, so. Never mind. There you go. People have got things to do. Um, so welcome, Brandon. Next of all, we've got Jack. How are you at? Good, mate. In your city colours with a bottle of Bud Bite looks things, eh? It's got to be done. I'm ready for it. Ready to rock and roll this evening. Love it. What's that? When's that shirt from? It's got to be an older than that. Oh, I've no idea. It's, this is from before I'm born. <laughs> I think it's from before like anybody was born. Maybe yeah, not like before a, that. Like a retro. I'm about to add. He's quite old, this chap here that I'm about to add, so... He could have been about when that were that were about. Chris, how we doing, mate? All right, You're fucking comedian, aren't you? Yeah, well, getting better week by week, getting more confidence. Right? I take it piss out of you. It's it easy. Be, uh, it can't be from when I was born because it's in colour. <laughs> Love it, mate. Um, we've also got Corbin. Hi. Hello, mate. How we doing? Good, thanks. Good man. And last of all, we've got Jake. It's a it's a proper full house. I think this is actually capacity of what you're allowed on StreamYard. So welcome, Jake. You're right, pal. Yeah, mate, I'm good. Ian, he's good. Uh, yes, very good, mate. Actually, I'm very good. And I've got the first thing that I want to discuss with you all is this particular. Was that a good night or what? Not all satisfying. It is satisfying, isn't it? But the actual yeah. point that I want to make is drinks. So soft drinks. Now I've got a bit of a theory about this. So, I think that children, when you're younger, you like Coca-Cola. And then when you start getting a bit older, you realise that Pepsi Match is actually better. Now, am I right or wrong in this, gents? You'll let me know. Coca-Cola. Yeah, definitely Coca-Cola. 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 
Really? Pepsi Max. Right, loving it. I can't tell the difference. Can't tell the difference, Kurt Garvin. Chris, what about you? I'm not bothered. Pepsi Max, (laughs) not bothered. Not bothered. bothered. Jake? Coca-Cola, original, all the way. I don't know. I think you need to grow up, lads. I think when you grow up, you realise that this stuff is actually... The, the real McCoy, but anyway, that that was just a bit stupid. Now, the first thing we do want to do is um, do a bit of a quiz just to warm you all up because for a lot of you, it's the first time that you've come on. So I've got five questions that I'm going to ask you, um, and then at the end we'll we'll see how you do. Uh, and if you if you're watching along, uh, play play along. And people are actually responding saying Pepsi Max as well. So yeah, you're in my game. Um, so the first one that I'm going to ask you is what is the oldest curry house in Bradford? So if you want to write write down your phone, piece of paper, whatever. Uh, do not look at the side on them comments. If you do that, you're a cheating bastard and I'll kick you out <laughs> forever. Right. Everybody got that? This one's a proper city fact. And if anybody gets it, I'll be quite impressed. Chris, again, this might be more up your alley just for a particular reason. Um, what is the most goals scored in a season by a city player? So the player's the most important part. So who is the player that scored the most goals for City in a season? And if you get the number of goals, even better. So, most goals scored in the season and number of goals. Right, next one. A record of unbeaten away games. What is our record of unbeaten away games in the league? So, just a number. So, you might say three, you might say 35. So, the record of unbeaten away games. The silence is killing me, you lads. Proper thought process going into it. Um, so when you've done that one, hopefully you've all caught up. Um, what are the three current kit sponsors? So we've got three sponsors on the kit. What are they? If you don't get one of them, you're a set of dickheads. But yeah, there's two more on top of that. So what are they? Brandon's absolutely pissing this. He's, he's not even looking down. The final one's quite relevant to this season. So when you've written those down, last one, and then we'll get into the actual talking about City. Um, who's got the most yellow cards this season for Bradford? Now, there's two players that are joint here. So you get two points if you get both. You get one if you get either of them. So who's got the most yellow cards this season for Bradford? All right. We all got them. Yeah. yeah. Feeling yeah. confident, gents? Yep. You're like yeah, shitting yeah. your pants. Um, <laughs> right, so first question. What's the oldest curry house in Bradford? Any ideas? I've gone at bars. Wrong. Next. Agra. No, wrong. Next. <laughs> Come on, lads. Mumtaz. Where? Mumtaz. No, no. Next two. Chris, Andy. I don't eat curry. I'm a wuss when it comes to spice. No idea. <laughs> Sweet centre, officially on the internet, it says. So there you go, nil for nil. Um, yeah, his, his stream was struggling, wasn't it, Jack? I think hopefully he'll come back. Um, most goals scored in a season by a city player. Oh, it won't, it won't, Jake. Sorry, we're carbon, it? It disappeared. The most goals scored in a season by a city player, Campbell. I've gone David I've Lane, Windus. Who said Windus. David Lane? Me, Bob on. David Lane, and that were in Brandon. Did anybody else get that, though? No. How many? How many did he get? I've 
Uh, I've gone 43. Nah, 36. But to get his name, that's impressive, to be fair. Right, next one. Record unbeaten away games. 15. Right. 12. Nope. 11. Nope. There's a reason I'm asking 18. No. It's 10. So the record unbeaten away games is 10. We're currently on nine. So if we obviously win or draw tomorrow night, we'll match that. And that's in our whole history. So that's quite impressive, I think, when you look at it in a season to match that. So that's the reason that one's in there. Um, surely you've got three kit sponsors, lads, I'm guessing. JCT, yep. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Mitten. Yep. Yeah. And, and Is it Mamma Mia on shorts? No, it used to be. Is it Morrison? Jake, you're wrong, Jake. You're wrong, pal. He's nodding along. No, that was last season. It's changed. He's on food. Who said that? Regal? Yeah, Regal, Regal Foods. Food. Yeah, yeah, Regal Foods. Look at Chris. He's, he's celebrating, he's the man. Um, and then this last one, again, another one that's quite relevant to <clears throat> this season. Uh, more Shella cards. Platt's not. Who said Halliday? Yeah, that's one. Yeah. Smallwood. Yep, Smallwood. Halliday and Smallwood. They're both on how many? Nine. I think it is nine, nine yeah. Is it nine? Yeah. Jesus. So I thought quite a lot. That is a lot. It's like, it's like nearly a quarter of your games, isn't it? So it's quite a lot. But again, I think it's it's almost a good thing that those players are picking up cards in a way as well. You want them to be in a certain in a certain sense that they've got that commitment and stuff like that. Jamie Walker went anywhere near, which I thought it would be as well, because he's always yeah, fouling people and going season, anywhere. What's that, Chris? He's missed half at season, though, hasn't he? To be yeah, but even so, I still thought he'd be up there, because he, he seems to get on <laughs> that every game, doesn't he? For, for going in late and stuff. So anyway, that was the quiz. How did we all do? What, what were the scores on the doors? Uh, anybody yeah. get, I don't know, eight? No. Seven? Six? No. About five. We're five. Five? Five? Oh. Who got five? I think I got Chris. five. Chris got five. And Jack. Jack did. You're the winner, Jack. The rest of you are shy. I'm not going to embarrass you if you've got one or two. We're not going to go into it. So, that was that. I just thought it just sort of make it feel a bit nicer for those that are new to it and new to the format just to do a little bit of a quiz beforehand. And anybody joined, joined along at home, let us know how you get on. So, we're in form. Two wins on the bounce. Six goals scored. Andy Cook's not scoring all the goals. He scored one out of the six that we've scored. Um, are we going to win tomorrow night, gents? Is this form going to take us to the end of the season? Anybody can come in first on that one. Not if Darren Drysdale's got anything to do with it. Well, this is a lot of contention, yeah. to be fair. I, I think a lot of people <laughs> panic when they see him. Do we think... any, what's the like the number of games that he's refed and the number of wins we've got? It's probably pretty poor. Um, Simon Parker put something out today. Um, yeah. One seven at first eleven. Uh, we've won four since. I think four. About thirteen now. Shocking. Do you think he'll play a big part? Or do you think he enjoys playing a big part? I, I, he looks like yeah. He looks like he enjoys it. Um, yeah. I think it's going to take a bit of a talking from Hughes to cut just to stay patient. He's he's clearly not going to get anything from the referee. Yeah. Um, but it's just in our hands to just take, well take it out of Drysdale's hands and put ourselves in that driving seat and get the three points, regardless of who the referee is. Well, I think I'll move on to somebody else with that point you've just made. So, on the refing side of things, we haven't been relying on refs recently. 
And is that a factor of it not being a problem anymore? Um, Jack, I'll come to you on that one, pal. Um, yeah, I don't think we're looking for things as much now. And I think we're a lot more front-footed and we're not really relying on scraps as much. And as you touched on, we're not just relying on Cook as well. There's quite a free-scoring sort of combinations going on, you know? Yeah, and it, it, it just seemed like it this season that we're so quick to blame refs and they have been shit. Don't get me wrong, they're appalling at this level. They seem to be getting worse as the years go by, but... It's yeah. nice that we're not worried about it because there were a potential penalty one day in the game on Saturday when Cook got bundled down and it didn't really matter too much because we'd done what we needed to do out, you know, in the rest of the game. Um, Chris, what are your thoughts on that one, mate? I I think I said it on uh, on Space yesterday. I think we take it out of the ref's hand. Um, I think the players now are that focused. We're just going to be, it's going to be one game at a time. We've got five games. We've got to go out and win them all. Forget the ref, forget who we're playing, forget whether we're at home or away. Five games and win them and we're promoted. They've just got to be focused, forget about the ref. I mean, we'll yeah. worry about the ref as fans and uh, I'm sure you will be having a word with ref before game tomorrow. And if he's got any little bit of conscience, Drysdale, um, you never know, we might get a couple of decisions tomorrow. But <laughs> You're we dreaming. Can't it, can we? We've just got to go out yeah. Play how we can do and beat them. Yeah. Their, their form's poor at all. So there's no reason we can't go there and beat them. I'm going to, I'm going to touch on that because their form is very poor um, at home. Um, but before we get on to that, first of all, Chris, you're a little bit quiet, mate. I don't know if you can turn it all, all up or just bloody shout next time that, that I ask you something if you can. You're, I don't know if you can move closer. Hear me it's now. A little bit. That's exactly. better, yeah. Yeah. Proper Max and Paddy style, on it. Can you hear me now? <laughs> Yeah, we can. We can hear you, mate. Uh, Andy's laughing, so Andy can come in next on the uh, the refereeing situation. I think we've um, relied on him, like re- relied on trying to get um, calls all season, and it's obviously not worked out well, has it? Uh, but but like Chris said, we've kind of taken it out of their hands now, so we're not relying on it as much. But looking forward, we're not relying on it. But what have the cost us through season? Where could we have been if we hadn't have had the apologies we've had? It's in, it's interesting, isn't it? Because we have, have we had three or four now apologies yeah. from refs that, have, that yeah. ma- maybe mainly penalties, isn't it? We had one at Orient, didn't we? Specifically that on Tyreek Wright that were a stonewaller, and there's been, you know, one or two or others, um, and it just shows where we are with the refs. But like you said, do we need them? But is it going to come to us at some point where in these last sort of four or five games that we've got, is the refereeing decision going to be pivotal to something? And is just the concoction of Drysdale being involved tomorrow at that particular point? Because it's so big in it tomorrow, Andy. Yeah, it's massive tomorrow. I think if there's going to be sort of like any ref involvement where they want the spotlight on them, it's going to be tomorrow. Drysdale is that man. He thinks it should all be about him. He thinks Um, he's Billy Pierce, doesn't he? He thinks he's Billy Pierce, star at show, look at me. And he smiles, doesn't he, when he does stuff and it really winds me up. I can't tell you. But hopefully tomorrow that we put it beyond that and we're going to go and pan them, you know, two or three nil. But we'll we'll come back to that. Um, Jake, anything that you want to add on the referee, mate? Yeah, I agree with what Andy's just said. I think my worry is he always wants to be centre of attention, doesn't he? I um, I don't know if us being away is going to play into our hands at that point because it's not in front of as big a crowd. So do you know what I mean? It always feels like when it comes to our place that he's trying, almost like he's trying to show to the assessors that he's not affected by the crowd getting on his back and. He's his own yeah. man and he'll make his own judgments, you know what I mean? And yeah, I always like him to be centre of attention. But 
going back to to what you said about that decision at Orient, he was the ref in that game, wasn't he? So yeah. Absolutely. So there you go. And, you know, he's, he's been known to bloody headbutt players and he can get in the faces before and stuff like that. And how can you be still professionally refereeing? I mean, there's been a lot, haven't they, about it late. And that assistant, what did that assistant do the other day? Anybody got any insight on that? Did he? Were it the linesman that did something? Oh, the linesman uh, okay, well, elbowed um, Robertson. Yeah, Robertson. So, Robertson, yeah. It just, it's just like they're getting a bit to the boots. Boat, What's that, Chris? I'd have elbowed him as well, the twat. <laughs> yeah. did was get off my arm and he yeah. just blew out the bush. I didn't think he did out really, to be fair. I, yeah, I, not, think, I just I feel like... The... Think, but have well, we, have the City players, sort of, I don't know, in the new year, do you think we're, we've worked out how to play the refs a bit more? That's interesting. I, I mean, Smallwood especially seems to be yeah. around refs all the time. And uh, I think we've got a few decisions that we weren't getting before Christmas because we just. I think we've always been too soft But I, I think we're in the ears. We we're not lying down and taking but, decisions. I think we've uh, we've maybe got a few that we we didn't get before. I'll let Corbin come back to you on that because I was going to come to him on the ref situation. So Corbin, is there any thoughts on what Chris has just said there, mate? Yeah, well, I don't think we're as desperate as we were earlier on. Um, and I think Stubbs is a player who does that a lot. He goes down and then gets a decision, jumps straight back up. I've noticed him do that a couple of times. But I think, we're, like I say, we're controlling games easier and we're not relying on the decisions later on. So hopefully it doesn't play a part with Drysdale. Good point. And there's been a bit of shit arousy that sort of crept into our play of late. There's, there's players that are off the pitch that are crawling back on. The small wood kicking bottles over. There's just... Something seems to have changed and it's like the thing, well, everybody's going to come and do it to us, so we'll just give him it back. You know, I think the way that I look at it, Hughes wanted to be this really professional outfit and I don't know if anybody watched that Sky interview where he's like, we've sort of learned how it all works down here and I feel like they've adapted to that and the shit houser has come out of us a bit more and I feel like it's really putting it up teams and it's it's something that we've needed. It really is. The the, the fans on the Saturday were doing a bit of shit housing as well to uh, what's-his-face Henderson, which, which were quite fun. Um, but yeah, I mean that, that's hopefully that's here to stay. Um, I think Brandon wanted to come in on something there as well, so pass it to you, mate. Yeah, I think we've just been soft as a club, you know, like we want to play by the rules, and it's cost us quite a lot. Like um, players will go down fearing head injuries in injury time, whereas we'll try to sort the pressure up and not try spoil the game. And, you know, try try play the right way rather than like, the right way to play fair. Though. Yeah. But I'd rather win the right way to get points. Anyway, to I, win I don't, the game. I don't care for a time waste or anything like that. The three points are what I care about. Yeah, and it's it's got airs, hasn't it, of um, like Forest Green last season. They were the ultimate shit houses last season, mm. weren't they? With, with how they well, when they played City, at, from what I saw, like they they were always time wasting, going down in a heap and whatnot. And if we take a leaf out of their book, then. We're gonna we're gonna start being able to see these games out rather than being bombarded for the last sort of like five ten minutes like it has been. That's interesting, and I'll go around the room with that one now. Do you want to be a club that throw the players throw themselves on the floor because that would frustrate the fucking life out of me if we did it the whole game with the likes of you know your forest greens that come and do it to us, um, or is it time that we we do stuff like that? I know we've seen a bit more of it, but it's not been. The dramatics. I feel like maybe they're too embarrassed to do that in front of the home fans. Is that something that you'd be on board with? 
it's something that I'd I'm not a lover of it, but I reckon there's a time and a place for it. And I think we need to do it to a certain extent. Not to the extent that Forest Green were like last season. But I think I think in, in the modern game, as much as we all don't like we might not like it, that in the modern game it's part it's part of it now. And it's how you've you've got to you've got to wind the clock down anyway. You can, don't you? Yeah. Anybody else? Any thoughts on that one? Yeah, I think we need that more nastiness about us and like anticipating the slightest contacts in the box and stuff. These can win us games as long as you're not throwing yourself and getting a yellow card from it, etc. And you know, I'm all for it. Do you think that Cook could have gone down a little bit more this season in penalty area? Because it, it just seems to want to wriggle out with spaces and get a shot away. But sometimes you're just thinking, yeah. go down the contacts there and he doesn't. Um, it's quite admirable in a way. Decision. What's that, sorry? Cook doesn't seem to ever get many decisions anyway for me. It's a good point. It's and he doesn't. And, and he's all, because he's always complaining, maybe if he changed the way that he was throwing his hands <laughs> up in there. I think he does that in the first minute and ref's like, oh, not this again. Like, and I feel like refs are just be like, I'm not going to give you it because you've been a prick. And especially tomorrow, he's not going to get anything, is he? But like, there were one at home. Um, I can't remember who we played at home, but he, he was sort of wriggling in box and he got through and he had a shot that were a bit tame. But the contact with him, I'm thinking, just, just go down it right in front of the cop. Um, but he just doesn't seem to want to do it. And like I say, is it admirable or is it a bit like, just just get, get yourself on the floor? A little bit if, of both, if, I guess. If, if the refs actually called it, like... When you see these fouls that are going on and players don't go down and they do try and take the shot on, the ref should be pulling it back. This is why it's all happening, isn't it, at the end of the day? Because the refs aren't actually doing all about it. If if they, if they actually blew up and said, well, actually, you have committed that foul, even though we've tried to carry on, then diving wouldn't be an issue. But refs will only give it if you're rolling around. Absolutely. They're just... They're just not good enough, are they? The refs aren't good enough, so you just can't rely on them in any way. And I feel like we've sort of, you know, come to our senses in that regard and learnt a lot from decisions that haven't gone our way and just getting on with things and just just try and get the shot away, I guess, at the end of the day, because you're not probably going to get it. So maybe Cookie's doing the right thing. Now, just to sort of move the conversation on a little bit now, obviously, like I said before, we are the form team in the division, the second, I think, since January, which we'll come on to. Can anyone lay a glove on us now? If you look at the games that we've got left, I know I'm getting carried away. I want somebody to bring me back down to earth here a little bit. But, you know, some of the teams that we're playing, the next three to me, every every one of them that are winnable, at least the next two, 100% for me. Do you think that out of the next five we've got, so we've got obviously Swindon tomorrow, we've got Gillingham, we've then got Northampton, Crewe and Orient. Out of any of them, can anybody beat us? I'm going to throw one in the mix. Gillingham. You think? Since I, yeah, I saw some um, this evening. It was a league table um, since the new year. We were second. I think we've taken 35 points since the new year. And Gillingham have taken 34 in third. And they always seem to sneak a result at Valley Parade, no matter whether they deserve it or not. Interesting. So I guess they're the biggest worry for you out of everybody, even the Northampton Orient. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're both Northampton in, in that form table as well, um, which again shows how well and professional we were. We won at their place, um, so we obviously we've got it in this to beat them. But a team in form like that can easily, because they've got no pressure on them, they can easily come and play their game, and we've got the pressure of going for third. It's up yeah. to us to thrive up to it. 
Every game's important, isn't it now? I mean, even I guess you look at games like maybe Swindon and Crew, and you're thinking the dead rubbers, Leighton Orient possibly as well. But I mean, Leighton Orient is the only one for me. I think they're going to be on the beach unless they need to win the league when the players. I feel like that's just one that we're going to win at home with the momentum. Bad boy chiller crew on at half time. I feel like we're just going to cruise past them. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yesterday, uh, sorry, Saturday, we were, we were in second, third gear. We didn't get out of second or third gear. We didn't do anything that we anything extra unnecessary that didn't we need to do. But we looked so professional. And to me, these last two games have shown that we can do it and we can score multiple goals and just keep going for it. And, and the players seem to be all playing really well. I just I can't see anybody beating us. Does anybody else want to come in on that? Am I deluded? Let me know if I, I am. Think, uh, going back to Brandon's point about Gillingham as well. If you look at Gillingham, we're actually the only team to beat them at their place since January. And I think we're becoming a bit harder to beat at Valley Parade now. We're finding a way to, you know, come out of the traps and actually get at teams. We've mixed up the formation. I think Banks and Chapman's making a big difference now. Um, so, yeah, going back to what you say as well, Adam, I think we can beat anybody on Adam. I absolutely agree. Um, and just on the form, so the two of you have sort of alluded to that there, and I'll, I'll obviously direct this question to Corbin next. But looking at the form table since January... And Gillingham were the team we've just been talking about. But let's move on to tomorrow's opponent, Swindon. Now, we're second in that January table. So, from January onwards, we're second in the table. I think Stockport top from memory. Could be wrong. I think Gillingham are in third. Swindon are second bottom, okay, since January. Now, is, it, is that somebody we should be fearing or should we just be wiping the floor of them, Corbin? What are your thoughts, mate? Right. Any normal team in the top seven would beat them quite comfortably, but it's, it's Bradford City, isn't it? So. <laughs> Love that. It's Bradford City, isn't it? It's one of those go-tos, isn't it? Because we've seen it, haven't we, over years. But do, do you genuinely think there's anything but a win that's going to happen tomorrow night? Well, there's going to be obstacles. Obviously, we've talked about Drysdale. Um, but we, we've, we've just got to do what we've been doing the last few games with the professional performances, control the game. Um, and just get the job done and hopefully move on to Gillingham. We've just yeah. got to take it a game at a time, really. Um, but ho hopefully we can put it to bed, these performances against teams that we should be, like I say, putting to bed. Yeah, absolutely. I guess the other thing that I wanted to just touch on with Swindon is that Charlie Austin came in, didn't he, for them in January? And they were absolutely delighted about it. Biggest signing in League Two. Has he, has he done much? Has he, has he scored? I mean, he, he actually came in January, didn't he, I believe? Correct me if I'm wrong on that. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did, yeah. There they go. And the form's been the second worst in the division since he's come in. So that's totally backfired. I don't even think he's, he played last game. I think he were on bench or sighting stands or something. Yeah. Um, is he is he a worry or not? Is he past it now? Um, not up against Stubbs, he's not. Yeah, no. Stubbs will have him. Yeah, yeah Stubbs will have him. Stubbs I've had a look. Um, and he scored. He scored eight in fifteen since signing, but four in one game against Rochdale. So you take that away. He's got four goals in fourteen. Yeah, uh, you know. I mean, it's it's not horrendous um, return, is it? But I guess when you look at the actual results away from his goals, it, it's not been great. Um, to be fair, and I don't know how many assists or goal contributions he's had in another way, but. I guess he's just not quite had the impact. And Swindon fans were saying that they were going to win the league at the start of the season. So, And then when he came in, oh, we're going to get into autos, we're going to get into playoffs, and that's just sort of rolled away. So I think, to me, Swindon just hadn't recruited well. Jack Payne went, didn't he? Um, Jack Payne and Harry McCurdy, they never replaced them, really. 
amongst others. Um, but yeah, it's, it's nice to see that they're not doing so well because we get a bit of stick from Swindon fans and they think that they're bloody brilliant. So long may this poor form continue. Um, Chris, I think you were going to make a point there as well when Brandon was speaking. So do you want to carry on with that one, mate? Um, okay, I just think, yeah, I, when you were talking about teams we've got to worry about, I think it's more a case of teams have got to worry about us these last five games. I think the players have got it in their heads now that if they go out and perform how they can, nobody's going to beat them. Mm. Uh, and I just think we're going to, we've got to want it more than the other teams. And I think apart from Northampton, who've absolutely got something to play for, I don't think the rest have. You're going to have players playing for contracts, whatever. Um, but apart from that, the teams themselves... I don't think any of them are fighting relegation. Nobody's looking like promotion playoffs. I think there's only, uh, like I say, there's only Northampton. I think Orient will be on beat. I don't think we need to worry about them last game. And hopefully it's all sorted by then anyway. I'm hoping that um, it's decided by the time we play them. It's funny, isn't it? Um, I need you to shout more as well, Chris, because it, it, is, it is getting faint to me. I don't know if it's just you okay, getting older yeah. or what it is. but um... Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Um, no, on that point, I actually went on a, the Rochdale sort of space. I don't know if anybody listened to that um, before we played them. It was I went on. Did you listen? Yeah, it was class. Right. So I went on and I just said, we're going to tear you apart. We're going to come there and we're going to beat you three or four nil. <clears throat> and they all laughed at me and they said, no. Nah. And the thing is, I'm not one of these people. That are, I don't like these arrogant fans that are, you know support these bigger clubs and like, yeah, we'll come and do you. But I am that confident in the team at the minute. I feel like we are going to do it. And we did. Like every single team that we play, I feel like that is going to happen and it did. Do you know what I mean? And I think there's always that bit of, you know, especially in this division where fans are thinking that you're just saying it because you're Bradford City and you're throwing your weight around and you think you're the fan of the biggest, you know, club in the division. But it's genuinely going to be that way to me. I really do think it's going to be a dismantling project for the rest of the games that, that are involved in the season. Um, Critchlow, who were on um, West Yorkshire Sport um, earlier today, their interview came out. I've told these lads that they need to listen to it after. <laughs> And he sort of said that, that it's been a learning process for them as well as, as players and like the unit now, they're sort of understanding each other, how to play with each other. They've been watching videos back so mm -hmm. from the start of the season and where things have gone wrong. And they're sort of getting rid of those mistakes and individual errors, which is an interesting point because in the last three games, um, so Chris spoke to me about this yesterday on the face, there's been three errors um, with Harry Lewis being at the centre of them. Now, is that a concern, Jake? I'm going to come to you on that one. So, no. what I'm alluding to there is the, you know, the back passes and the, the penalties that we've given away. Yeah, I um, I don't think it's a big concern because I think defensively and and goalkeeper is probably as solid as we've been for a while. Do you know what I mean? I just think there's just been small lapses in concentration. Um, I think that comes with obviously the way the way we naturally play, playing out from the back. Do you know what I mean? Always wanted to have ball on the ground, ball at feet. Um, there's been a few times when Stubbs could have just absolutely rose-edited it, do you know what I mean, and just absolutely got rid of it, but he's it, not, and, you know, there's been, been bits of miscommunication there, but I um, yeah, I think they'll, they'll certainly learn from those mistakes quickly and, and, and get them out of the game, do you know what I mean? And I think um, the communication between between Lewis and his, his centre-backs will, will definitely improve. Do you think that We've been a bit of a victim of our own success of being so good at the back and 
it being so calm at times that we feel like we can do these little sort of not difficult passes back, but it's just like too relaxed at times. And could that be a bit of an undoing for us? Do you know, because we've been so good or not, Jake? What are your thoughts, mate? I I probably one of the on, only ones who at least who sit around where I sit that enjoys the way that we play playing out from the back. Do you know what I mean? I think the players at this level they are they are going to be prone to a mistake here and there. Do you know what I mean? That's why they are playing League Two football. Um, but I would much rather see us us play that way and maybe mess up once or twice than just absolutely hoof it long all the time and just and just play the percentages. Do you know what I mean? I think now Critchlow's coming, especially him alongside Stubbs, it's just it's just absolutely game changing, isn't it? He's so calm at the back, and you know what I mean, he's um, he's just an absolute Rolls Royce, isn't he? Yes, he and you, so you're not in the get it forward, younger. Not not I'm just yet. No, I no. like him to play. Out. But I think you know. Going back to what you you were saying then about obviously the players learning, I think Hughes deserves a lot of credit for that as well. There was, there was certainly times in the middle of the season when he stuck with Gilead and Smallwood and a lot of people were calling for him to change it in, in the middle of the park prior to Clayton signing and and he didn't. And I think we're, we're reaping the rewards of that now because they forged such a great relationship. Of late, them two have been superb. Um They've both been scapegoats all season and I guess it's because they're playing in two really pivotal positions in the field, but it seems like everybody's caught up around them, the way that they play. Um, Gilead's just an absolute engine in here, of course, and Smallwood has just been superb. Um, it really has. Um, on Smallwood, Andy, um, if you want to make an apology at all, mate, feel free. You can if you want. <laughs> yeah, I've given him plenty of pelters, on not Yep. Um well, we all have we all have this is the thing we fickle out with mate. We are Oh hundred percent like I think I think the turning point when Clayton came in, he took some of the pressure off him. And now since Clayton's been injured, Smallwood's properly stepped up to play. And he's in showing every way. proper everywhere. Every he's showing it as a captain now, rather than just being a player. Because before Clayton came in, were he really showing a captain sort of ethos towards the team? I don't know. I don't think so. But in do you think Clayton's it is just coming, Clayton, though? You, I mean, I know you're putting a lot of the onus on it being Clayton, but to me, I feel like we've got, I said this again the other day, but we've got leaders across the whole of the, the field now, and it's like, hang on a minute, I bet, maybe I better step, Stubbs, step up. You know, Stubbs at the back, captain material, isn't it? 100%. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And the reason why I put the onus on Clayton is because Clayton's come into midfield. Same, yeah. same, same position. Like, you have got Stubbs as a leader at back, and you've you've got, like, Sir Derbyshire that when he comes on, he, he's he's got plenty of experience. But Clayton has shored up that midfield, and I think that's given Smallwood the confidence to come out of his shell a bit more because there were nobody talking in that team but then the second Clayton came in, you saw visibly everyone talking. He was screaming at players on his debut. So I, I do think it is majority down to Clayton. But I just wanted to go back to uh, Ari Lewis as well. I think with the um, the few breakdowns in communication, like you got to remember, it's this guy's first first season as being a true number one at a football club. And he's in a promotion fight. The he's still got a lot of learning to do. He's still a young keeper, so I think we need to just make sure we're giving him benefit of doubt. But yes, benefit of doubt. But you've got to call it as you, you see it as well. And 
you know, he was at fault for probably at least two of them. I don't think he wore at fault at all Saturday. That would totally stubs he, he misjudged the header. But and, and Lewis got him out of that, didn't he? Because he made mm. an absolutely terrific save from that the Udo Odo, whatever we were called. He should have scored really. Um, but Lewis made a fantastic save. But yeah, just just a little bit of that breakdown of communication. It is a bit of a worry, but I think I feel like Lewis is that confident with how he's played this season that he's calling for those balls as well. Because he wants him and he feel like he can come and get them. But could that be a bit of an undoing at some point if we get into the playoffs rather than the autos? Is that a worry um, at somewhere like Wembley, you know, when the key moments are, are the difference? Um, Chris, I'll ask you that one, mate. Hopefully we've got them all out of system and they've, uh, I'm sure they'll have been working on it in training and Sparky might have said to him, if we get that situation again, put it in Rosehead. Just don't, because... If one of these five games that happens and we give away a goal and it costs us a game, it's a killer, isn't it? It's yeah. happened three times. It's been highlighted. I think, like I said yesterday, if it had happened three times in 12 games, probably wouldn't be talking about it. But it's happened three times in three games, so it's really highlighted it. Um, yeah. So maybe, maybe now it's out of the system and it ain't going to happen again. I guess it's what nice that... When you were talking about Smallwood and how he's improved, I think it's been massive. Jamie Walker coming back in and also Stubbs coming in. I think that's made a massive difference. I agree with Andy about Clayton. I think that's really sort of put a rocket up him when Clayton came in and the, the way he performed. But Clayton's out now and I think it, 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 it did step up to play. But I think Stubbs behind him gives him more confidence and Walker in front of him because Walker is he's all over the pitch, isn't he? He's making tackles, he's he's winning ball back, he's shit housing, he's brilliant. So I just think that that's really helped them two players coming back in as well. Yeah, I feel like you're absolutely bang on. He's got engines, he's got two engines on here around him. You know, he's got Gilead and then he's got Walker in front as well. Gilead as well, I don't feel like his name should be up there. And I know people are sort of slated in this season saying, what does he do, you know? And if I anybody's got any... Him. Well, he's been brilliant recently. I slated him earlier on in the season. Um, but, and I thought he deserved it, but I think he's he's been outstanding recently. He does a lot of the dirty work, together. doesn't he? Brilliant. Do you know what, as well? Talking about Smallwood, a lot of the stick that he got were based on his set pieces um, that were absolutely shy, um, to be honest, before January came around. Let's let's be frank. You know, he won't be in first man. Um, and I don't know what we're going on. But all of a sudden, he's got two assists, hasn't he, yesterday. And he's, he's done much better, again, since Clayton's come in. And maybe it's because they're, they're practising him, there's more competition for him, because Banks is obviously can whip across in Chapman as well. Um, do you feel like that's competition as well, why it's improved, Smallwood, uh, set pieces? Anybody? Yeah, I mean, we've got several who've been taken. Uh, you know, I mean, the corner Chapman put in um, was was really good on Saturday. You know, like when he came in at Colchester, he ran for two minutes and took one corner, and it was straight on the money. Yeah, you know, we've got a couple who can do it. You know, we've got it's not just competition for placing the team; it's competition for set pieces as well. Yeah, you know, it's a highly competitive squad, and they all want to take them. It means they've all got to be spot on. I'll give a, I'll give a question. He must have been working on him because he was over it in everything, wasn't he? Early everything. In the season. everything. Over it in the ball. And now, them two on, he couldn't have placed them two any better on Saturday. 
Oh, perfect. I'm going to put a question to you all, though. Now, he has been better, but let's say we get a free kick. All right. Tomorrow, 90th minute. Who would you, like, I don't know, 25 yards out, shooting distance, right nice position. Who would you have taken it? Banks. Banks. Are you Banks? Yeah, every day week. Now, there's been a few occasions lately when Banks has been on the field and Smallwood still sort of pulled rank on him when they're in shooting distance. Um, and shooting-wise, I don't feel like he is the right man to take them free kicks personally. Um, he's been brilliant of late. And he's probably going to end up scoring one tomorrow night and making me look like a knobhead, which won't be the first time on these. But I'm totally with you. I'd, I'd have Banks taking it every day of the week. And I think sometimes as a captain, you've got to realise and, and what you've got. And to me, I think this comes from him playing at a higher level and not quite trusting the players at times around him to do those jobs. So he's thinking, I better do it all myself. Do you feel like that is a part to playing it and that he's maybe getting a bit sort of more relaxed about that of late or not? He must see what goes on in training. Yeah. I mean, he's got, like, didn't, didn't he bank up with a massive highlight reel of him banging in free kicks that I remember seeing when he first yeah. signed for us. Forward seeing that day in, day out, surely common sense is that he has to be the one to take it, but... Yeah. I mean, I mean, you look at his effort from Rochdale Banks. Um, we were right behind that. Right behind it, his left foot, and... Deck, Deck said to me next to me and went, oh, it's miles off. Why didn't he pass it? And it just dropped and pinged off Barney. He went, fucking hell. Because I thought we were in. It was just dipping and it just didn't quite dip enough. But he's just got a wicked... I mean, both his feet. I think he scored most of his goals with his right foot. But he scored the one at Sutton with his left foot, didn't he, I think, from that corner, which were yeah. pretty much from the same sort of angle where he whipped it over at goalie. He's just... What a player. Um, and on Scott he's Banks... He's started going it, on outside a lot more now, hasn't he? He's going yeah. onto his right foot a lot more. Earlier yeah. on, wanted to come inside onto his left all the time. But now I don't know if Hughes said to him, get out on your right. Make him no, make get him back on your left, Banksy. Put it on your <laughs> left. <laughs> My <laughs> God. Put it on that left foot. I mean, it's wicked, that left foot. It's it's up there, isn't it? Mate, but he's scored two goals now, hasn't he, with his right. Last two games. So, yeah. teams don't know what yeah. he's going to do. That's and that's it, isn't it? You've got that sort of play that you know it could it could pick some out of anywhere. It's frightening, isn't it? Because when he's running at players, we don't know what to do. He probably had a poor game at Crawley. To be fair, I think we, we, may, we may all agree on that one. But you know, apart from that, I think everyone did, didn't they, Crawley? Yeah, yeah. You could pick ten out, ten of the eleven out, couldn't you? Having a stinker, but yeah, I'm a big fan of Banksy. Um, Jack, Jack, any thoughts? On- hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. That one, mate. Yeah, I was just going to talk about Banks. Um, in terms of loan players, for me, he's like the most I've fell in love with since Josh Cullen. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like I love Critchlow as well, but Banks, I think when he's on the pitch, defenders are just shit scared of him. 
And he's really mixing his game up, like we said, going on his right foot. He's not a predictable winger for me. And he just gets you off your seat every time. Who was that player we had on loan? Adam Summer or the... Um, Adam Reach. Adam Reach. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you what you he, mean, yeah. He's that sort of player that can produce a moment of magic and you're just yeah. desperate to, to try and get him on a permanent. And you'd put Banks into that conversation, wouldn't you? Oh, 100%. We'll be lucky to have him again, no matter what league we're in next season. Yeah, absolutely. I saw Brandon smiling there. I thought he was going to come out with a bit of an Adam Johnson joke, but maybe he refrained himself. No, I think he, I was going to say Oliver Burke. Him, well, yeah, he didn't do all that, did he? He got two games. I mean, he got hold, I mean, he got hold off at our time away at Peterborough. And then he went to Bayern Munich, didn't he? Or Bayern Leverkusen or something. He went or Leipzig or somewhere like He's that. He's been at Leipzig and Bremen. Yeah. He's back over here, isn't he now? Oliver Burke. No, Millwall. Millwall, yeah. Millwall. And they're doing all right, aren't they, to be fair? But yeah, Someone put a poll up on Twitter earlier. If you yeah. uh, if you have the choice to sign Stubbs or Richelot on permanent, who would you think? Stubbs is on permanent anyway, isn't it? Uh, yeah. I think it, I think it was Bank for Richelot. It means Bank. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, don't Ooh. panic as Christ. We need Stubbs. <laughs> Uh, ooh, yeah, I'll let you boys answer that one first. Uh, Andy, I'm, I'm it's, it's not I'm a fair go question, is it? <laughs> Bank, what, what are you saying then? I, I think Banks has got a higher ceiling. So, Brandon's saying Banks. Andy? I'd go Critchlow. Oof, all right, Jack. He's Critchlow for me. <gasps> all right, I thought you were going to say Banks. No, Chris? I mean, I kind of contradicted myself there, but... <laughs> you did a little bit, yeah. A little bit. Banks. I can come back on that, though. And uh, Jake? Critchlow for me. I'd say Banks. So it's a three all, is it? There, I think. I just, but both of them, you want both, don't you? You know, why, why have a, a dessert or a starter when you can have both there? Um, no, I, 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 it's a tough one, that, isn't it? It's a really good question because they both offer different things. But Critchlow to me, he could play levels above. And I know what Brandon's saying with Banks, is Banks that more extra special? Or could it be another, these wingers that fade away and don't do anything again? Whereas Critchlow, He's just solid, isn't he? And he could easily play a league one, really easily. Um, that's a really good question. Is that on? Is somebody put that on from a city fan's point of view? Then, yeah, someone put it on Twitter. I saw it earlier today. I don't remember who it was. Sorry, it's a good question. Would you not bring prayer into that conversation? No, no, not just not at all. No. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing him back, me prayer. I feel like he could still offer something, but. Talking about wingers, um, Nevers came on um, and had a bit of a cameo on Saturday. I were actually really quietly impressed with uh, Nevers. I mean, me and Chris spoke about this at length, so I'll bring somebody else in on the conversation. Um, Brandon, what were your thoughts on Nevers, mate? Um, I think he, he works hard. I just think he, he lacks the quality in attack. Um, I just don't think he's got enough quality up top for me. I think... I think he's a, he's a good he's a winger. You know he's going to track back and work hard, but in terms of wanting quality balls in the box or goals, I just don't think you're going to see it. But has he had, has he had much of an opportunity? Because I mean, even Saturday, he probably had ball maybe three or four times, maybe, and one of them, like the speed, he were gone. Mm. He were absolutely gone. I think Cook put him through, um, and obviously he didn't end up. I think we get we getting a corner out a bit or something, but like that pace alone is is well worth. Is it worth a start, or is it is it more something that you'd utilise as a substitution, Nevers, would you say? Um, I think more substitute. I think if you started him in a game, I think it'd be he's one of those players if you start him, he'll just be completely anonymous. Yeah. I think he needs tired legs to run at. 
Yeah, it's a good point. Super sub sort of uh, situation. And I, I mean, do you have gone, Andy? I disagree with that completely, mate. Um, I think the boys got so we haven't we haven't we haven't seen enough of him to be able to make a, an informed decision. Let's be fair, but he's got legs. He 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 can tire him out. Throw on like tomorrow. I wouldn't mind seeing Nevers go on instead of Chapman. Not yeah, but you chop off. and change, Andy. In fairness, though, you would chop and change the whole squad. You'd have bloody Boller starting over Rydell because you're in the uh, Liam Rydell rate hate society, aren't you? Oh man, I can't... he he he's playing or all... he's just no, he's just shit in there. I, I I can't I can't hack him. I can't hack him. I was gutted when Falls went. Falls were in a bit of a bad patch of form when he went, and I do think there is better out there than Falls. But I think Falls was so much better than him and. Baller, I think he's played a few games and then just got injured. Like so, it's not been a great loan for him. But Rydell, just, I just, I can't stick him. I, I just don't like. The I can't see him getting another contract. To be honest, even if we stay out, don't think he'll get one. Is anybody, anybody going to back Rydell here? I, I'm going to somewhat. To be honest with you, it's not my. Do you know what? I get where Andy's coming from because he's not the glamorous left back, and I think Baller. Gives you more of an attacking edge, um, which probably suits our style of play. Because I think we're seeing that from Halliday on the other side. However, he's quite a steady pair of boots, and I don't think he's really put that much of a foot wrong uh, since he has come in. But has he put a foot right? I don't know. I don't think he's Mr. Consistent, but I think he's offering more to his game that we didn't see. Like the crosses are becoming a bit more sort of in there for Cook now. And, you know, yeah, we've got got an assist on Saturday. Exactly, yeah. And I do think he's another one who's made a bit of a scapegoat for me. Yeah. We we always do that, don't we, City fans? But if you were to pick a weakness in that team, I'm going to ask you this directly, Jack. If you look to that 11, who's the weakest player in that 11? I think when he plays, Platt. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, from Saturday. From in Saturday. Yeah. From Saturday, I'd keep that 11 till the end of the season, in my opinion. But who's the um, weak point? If you have to pick a weak point in that eleven that you change for somebody else, who would it be in that eleven? I'm putting you on spot here, mate. I don't think there would be anyone, if I'm honest with you. But there's got to be one. There's got to be one weak point in the team that I'm not saying it's it's a horrendous weakness. But if you had to swap any player out, who would you swap out? Maybe the left hand side of Reader Holland Chapman just to mix it up. And if we want to see Nevers, like you said, with a fresh pair of legs and something different to ex- experiment with. Yeah. Well, because we, we, haven't, we haven't seen enough of him. So so you'd do so maybe Chapman and that, that's who you'd pick. Um, anybody else got anything to add on that one? Who would you take out, Chris? I just think, I think the way Sparky's gone about it all season, unless you really do nothing and let him down, you're not going to lose your place. True. If you do a job for him, you're going to stay in and he'll, he'll be loyal to you. Um, I think he'll stick with it. I can't see him making a change. Apart from if someone gets injured or really has a stinker, I think he's going to stick with his team for the last five games. Um, All right. I think Nevers, impact sub, fantastic. I don't think he's going to start with him. I think he's going to start with what he's got and stick with it. You don't think that Derby will come back into the mix and we'll change formation again? Do you think he'll stick with this? I don't, this think, he'll, formation? I don't think he'll change formation. He might, you know, I might be wrong. What do I know? Spike I hope not. Doing, but I, I don't. I think he's going to stick with this. Maybe away from home. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. 
think we've looked a lot better since we've gone back to this four-two-three-one. I think totally agree. Gilead and Smallwood, yeah. um, and I love us playing with wingers. I think we're uh, a totally different team playing with wingers. Yeah, I agree, and it no, just I've been around a bit longer than you lot. But from when I was a kid, I just I remember City playing with wingers, and we've always played with wingers. I think we, we're a lot better. Yeah, but do you know what's pivotal to that, Chris? And we spoke about this other day, Jamie Walker. Because if you don't have a really strong uh, number 10 or somebody in that middle position, then that's yeah. where I think it sort of come undone because Chapman can't play there for he me. I really, he's not strong enough. Chapman, defenders haven't got a clue what Chapman's going to do on the wing. True. And it's the best position you can see. He's a, he's a lot happier playing on the wing, isn't he? I know he yeah. hasn't got many assists and he's only got two goals all season. But most of the season, he's played out of position. I think playing on that wing, I think he uh, and he'll lose ball because he tries stuff that other players won't try. Uh, and sometimes he tries one trick too many or he tries to take on one player too many. But he terrifies defenders. You'd much rather a player that has a go and runs at players than comes back and passes it back to, to left-back or centre-back. And that's been a big frustration of mine this season when we start coming back, when we're up up in the final third. And I feel like when you've got a Chapman and Banks, they're not going to do that. Nine times out of ten, they want to run at the man. And um, we've missed that. We have missed it when they've not been on the pitch. You know, we've been... with, uh, since Stubbs has come in as well, and now Critchlow's back in, I mean, don't get me wrong, I like Stubbs. Uh, Platt, sorry. But with the ball at his feet, you're always worried. With them two together, Stubbs is naturally right-footed, Critchlow's naturally left-footed. They're both happy coming out with the ball. And I mean, there was a, a clip, I don't know if anyone saw it, of a diag that Stubbs played, I think, to uh, Chapman on Saturday. Yeah, I did see it. An 80-yard pass, it was yeah. unbelievable. And I think we're going a, bit more, a little bit more direct, only because... Them two players can pick a pass, they'll see a pass and they'll go for it. Even Platt and Halliday, specifically for me, panic at times and they just want to hoof it. Halliday, I'll bring into it, he's been pretty consistent, don't get me wrong, but at times he just wants to break ball and he, and they all look at him. And, and we said this other day, they all sort of look around and say, what, what are you doing? What have you done that yeah, for? Yeah, he'll do something like, what the fuck's he done that yeah. for? Yeah, and then he's, I think he's a bit like, scratched his head like a chimp or something. Like, I don't know what I've just done that for. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? And it's like, what, what are you doing, man? Um, but yeah, and it's nice to, I think, Critchlow, for me, like I say, he's a Rolls Royce, he can carry it. It's it's like this real Ferdinand and Vidic partnership almost, isn't it? You know, blossoming. Maybe not quite on that level, but, you know, a similar sort of style, sort of combining and, and doing pretty well together, which is nice. But... I don't think you could. You should ever change it back now. I feel like that should be it. Um, Platt, yeah. Platt will be a gutted, to be fair, because he's. I think he's played fourth most games for this season. I think you've got Lewis, Smallwood, Holiday, and then you've got Platt that's in behind him, appearance-wise. So, w will we potentially see him again, Jake? Or do you think that that partnership's now sort of blossomed in uh, Critchlow and Stubbs? Yeah, I don't think we'll see Platt for the rest of the season. Um, mm. you've got, got to go with those two unless something changes you know what I mean in terms of injuries or a red card but yeah I think you've got to stick with, with those two and going back to what we were saying previously I don't think I'd be I'd be looking at changing the, the team at all for myself going forward and you know you mentioned Nevers and Derbyshire you know you look at the options that we've got coming off the bench it's just frightening do you know what I mean the strength in numbers that we've got is probably one of the strongest squads that we've had in, in years isn't it you know, you look at, we're saying tired legs, you bring on Nevers with all the pace that he's got. 
Derbyshire is an absolute fox in the box. You know what I mean? It's, you know, we're wall going into 80, 90th minute. Do you know what I mean? It's players like that can come on and absolutely change games, can't they? So it's, um, it's great. We look at the bench from Saturday and who came on. Osadibi as well. I mean, we never spoke about him, but you've got so much quality. And when you look at the teams that are around us that are struggling with players getting injured, Northampton have got a bit of an injury crisis. Um, I think Stevenage have got a bit of an injury crisis and, and teams Carlisle. like that. Carlisle. Carlisle. Where strongest we've ever been. And it just couldn't have come at a better time. And I'm sure, I'm sure that Hughes has done all this on purpose. He's planned it to absolute perfection. <laughs> get himself in, in um, news, get himself a deal in championship or something. But, but no, honestly, it's, it just seems like the stars are aligning in every way, you know, off the field, on the field and everything like that. And I don't know. Am I getting too excited? Brandon, bring me back down to earth, mate. Am I just, am I dreaming, mate? What's going on? I don't think we're used to it, are we, really? It's weird, isn't it? Um, it's proper weird. We, we, it's usually every 20 years we have a good spell and we appear to be a decade ahead of schedule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, too true. Um, but it, it does, does it, can anybody sort of disagree with that and just, you know, say that it's not going to quite happen as we're expecting and there's sort of going to be a spanner in the works or... Are you all genuinely believing that this is this is going to happen in some it, way? It all feels sort of set up for us, doesn't it? Really? Yeah. With the time and everything, you know, it's back to back weekends. Results have gone for us. You know, we needed a team to draw. We're never approaching rival. It's happened. One of them in the last minute. You know, it just feels like it's ready for us. Even even with the flat red cards, probably a happy accident for us. I think this is probably a defensive partnership we've needed. But we haven't really given a reason to drop till till then. And I guess if you look at sort of the season gone by, we'd have capitulated, wouldn't we? You know, in, in mm. Rochdale and teams like that, we'd have, it, with, with certain teams before, we'd have fallen to pieces, but we haven't. Do you know what I mean? And it, it just, something's it's not true, right. Is it, it, it too good to be true? I think it's the uh, as well with fixtures that we've got coming up. We've got we've got what um, we've got a week in between Gillingham and Northampton, don't we? But other than that, it's Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, or Saturday, Wednesday, whatever. And I think them coming in quick succession as well. It's not giving them chance to to stop and think about what they're doing. So they're just going into autopilot, and they, they look really assured, don't they? And I don't know. I'm 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 dreaming. I'm dreaming. I said three games ago that this team goes unbeaten till end of the season, and it was one of them gifts, you know, when you you it was that like sword thing, you know, when everybody's putting swords towards somebody because they're talking shit. And I said that you know eight eight games to go, whatever, nobody's beating us. And I genuinely think that. I thought it then. I think it now. Nobody's going to beat us. I'm genuinely convinced. Um, I really don't think that nobody's going to lay a glove on us. And and you all seem to be agreeing. Which is weird. Only, We're in a really good habit at the minute of not losing games, are we? Mm. Say that again, sorry, Jake. I was going to say, we're in a really good habit at the minute of not losing games. You know what I mean? I think yeah. Stubbs came out and said it in his interview, didn't he? If, you know, if we don't win, then at least don't lose it. And, you know, I'm fully on the autos uh, train. I think we're going to make the autos. Um, we're, going to, we're going to finish second or third for me. But... If we don't, and we do go into the playoffs, I think that's that's exactly the kind of form we need. I think I think it would be really hard to beat in the playoffs if we uh, if we do get there. So either way, for me, it's um, it's win win. 
It's genuinely in our hands as well, isn't it? We're not chasing the pack. Yeah. It, we're there. We're there. We just need to win the games. And we're there, you know, because two of the teams are playing each other out there. I think tomorrow night you've got, is it Carlisle and Northampton, Stop is it, tomorrow? Stop 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 so, you know, they're playing each other around us. They're going to, somebody's going to drop points. Um, and obviously, what would you prefer from that then? I mean, from a result, yeah. would draw. Yeah. Yeah. I just want yeah. Carlisle to drop out, me. I just want them to just disappear because <laughs> they're just being, you know, arrogant about it all, aren't they? And they're struggling a little bit of late, aren't they? So. Yeah, I, I think, out of anyone in the pack, I think Carlisle are the most vulnerable because yeah, their fish list has been absolutely disgusting and, and not got a win out of it. You know, I think it's one winning eight for him now. But on that, would they not be the team that you'd least like to play at Wembley? Because for me, they certainly would be. I don't want to go anywhere near Carlisle. Mine, because... I think... My my worry would be Stockport. Yeah, well, I yeah. think us and Stockport are yeah. the two unstoppable teams. Um, and as we've seen this season, you know, it were two very tight games. And they're, from what I've seen, the only team who know how to handle us. Yeah, I think you're right. And and the, we have been the two form teams in division. And I've I've seen I've watched Stockport and that nil nil uh, nil nil won it against them of late. Uh, yeah, when we played them. That was probably a really good result in hindsight. Um, at the time, yeah. I think we were all a bit gutted that we didn't do out there, but really good result. To, and, it, and even some of the draws that we've got, I know we probably felt like we should have won the games, but in the end, we haven't lost them, have we? And like like Stubbs alluded to, you know, we, we are finding a way not to lose games if we're not going to win them. Now, just sort of covering tomorrow. Now, I know that not many of you are going, I think, to Swindon tomorrow. Am I right in thinking? I know Andy is. I'll be watching an iPhone tomorrow. I follow. Oh, IPT followed. You mean IPTV followed? <laughs> yeah, <I'm not> <laughs> yeah. Everyone's got one now, aren't they? I am though. You're on a promise. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, are we a little bit disappointed that we're only taking 500 down? I mean, I mean, it's probably about 600 now after today. But when you're up there in a promotion push um, and you're as a big club as we are, potentially at this level, you get 17,000 own fans, and we've just took three and a half thousand to Rochdale. Local, but is it a bit disappointing that we're not taking more down to Swindon and at least selling out that nine hundred allocation? Yeah, I think I think it's out of timing for most people. So I think for most people, it's just the week before payday. Yeah. I think if it had been like the week of payday, I think you're adding another twenty thirty percent to that total. Do you if think not that, more? Do you think that if the club put on a bit of free travel, that'd have probably helped? I, I think mm. if it's free travel, I think you're talking four figures there. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it, it, would that have been a nice move from the club? I know they're doing the £5 tickets out at the Gillingham game. Yeah. Would it have been... Because there's not another game now, is there really, where they can do it? Because Crew's pretty no. much going to probably no. sell out um, Northampton. I, I, yeah, I think it's a missed trick from the club, to be honest. Mm. Like, it's you saw, we saw when, when we played Bristol Rovers, how many we took down there when we did it. Yeah. You know, I think we could have easily sold it out if we did free travel. Yeah. Missed the trick a little bit. And, it, and it's one to get fans on side, isn't it, at the, the yeah. right end of the season? Um, anybody else got any thoughts on the tickets at Swindon? Is it not really that important or is it still a, a good number to take away, gents? I think it's week midweek as well. People not being able to get off work. You know yeah. what I mean? It's I, a long journey. If it were a Saturday, I'd be there, but I can't I can't do it. I'm working till seven tomorrow. So yeah. Yeah. I'll get home in time to watch it, but that's it. I can't I can't set the time off. 
And, th and this is in no way being judgmental for people not going and it's not saying oh, it should be there because it should come from you know we're in the monster. it. But I guess the point is that we've got that many fans that you'd expect us to be a little bit nearer to doing it because you'd always expect at least some people to be able to manage it. Um, and that's it really. And I guess that, that the players when you saw them on Saturday, the ones that, that were there, they totally fed off that. That crowd were probably I'd put it as the best away day I think at season. Um, who else were there? Chris were there. Would you agree with that? I would, mate. I mean, we had we had a thousand more at Donny, but the atmosphere were much better. Yeah, sat there at Rochdale. I think it yeah, helps really having good. having us all in one stand, all all down one side. Whereas at Donny, we had behind the goal, and then we had a bit round the side, didn't we? Would you say it also it probably helped us? Scoring early, first of all, but also looking like we were, we were never going to lose that game. It was like it was just a party atmosphere because we were like cruising. Do you think that yeah. helped as well? Of course it did, yeah. yeah. And that shows um, that it's it, it works at home, doesn't it? If you're playing well on the pitch, it, it does translate well into the stands. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I always like Mansfield away, but I thought yeah. that Rochdale game, I thought it's been by far the best atmosphere I've witnessed this season away from home. And it's funny, like talking about attendances, we could have probably doubled that, I reckon, on Saturday. Uh, Relief got sort of 5,000 there. Do you know what I mean? Because it's so close, isn't it? It's about an hour away and everybody were well up for it. Everybody wanted tickets for it. Um, so, yeah, it's it, it's, a, it's a nice one to sort of, you know, not finish on because obviously we've got more to play for, but for a lot of people, it'll be their last away game of the season potentially. And it's a nice one to, to get to them and win 3-0. Um, Jake, Brandon, were you gents there on Saturday? Yeah, I, I was there. Yeah. What were your thoughts, mate? Did you would you put it up there with the one of the top ones from this season? Um, yeah, it's up there for me. I still think um, Hartlepool was goes under the radar just because it was early on. We didn't, obviously, we couldn't have as many fans there, but the atmosphere at Hartlepool was was really good. Um, Doncaster obviously has to be up there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Hartlepool's probably been top one for me for atmosphere. Interesting. No, I, I didn't go to that one, um, but I mean, even Tramby were good um, on that Tuesday night. That were a good one, to be fair. Um, Walsall weren't great, were it, Brandon? To be fair, that were a bit of a dull uh, affair. No, that was a bit of a shocker, that one. <laughs> yeah, that were a stinker. Were you there, Jake, on, on Saturday, mate? No, mate, I didn't get tickets. I uh, don't get to too many away games. I've got a young family, so it's always a bit of a struggle. So uh, my loyalty points are uh, not that great. So something like Rochdale is uh, a bit of a struggle. Yes, but the other kind of loyalty points, family loyalty points, were the real winner, weren't they, on Saturday? Because it meant that you could spend time with your family. So, yeah, I mean, the loyalty points system as well, um, a little bit flawed, isn't it, when, you, when you're selling points? That, that's the only thing that hurts me about it. I feel like it's the right sort of way to go about things because if people are going, they should always get that first refusal for me personally. If you're going to more games, then you're also going to get it. But the fact that you can buy the points, I feel like that's the total own goal from the club. And that's why it's really pissing people off when they can't get tickets. It's almost saying, "What well, the you can." Is that is that wrong? I don't think you should be able to buy them. buy them. Yeah, I think it's wrong. That membership getting hundred points. I think that's that's wrong. I mean, I was ten points short for Northampton because my lad plays on a Saturday morning. So there's a couple of away games we're not going to go to. Um, but ten points off, and then. When they were open season ticket holders, I got on there about five to nine. They, they weren't even showing Northampton tickets. It was showing car, uh, crew 
So I managed to get a crew tickets because we couldn't have gone originally on the Saturday because Alf were playing football. But then um, when the Northampton ones appeared, I picked two tickets, put them in a basket, and it sold me or sold out. And that were at two minutes to nine. And they were going on sale at nine. So, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a better system, I think, but it's still flawed when people can get 100 points just for... Yeah, you know, just washing a bit of cash. They need to have a bit of a rethink, don't they? Because it, it, it's not right. Because not everybody can afford to bloody pay whatever it is to, to top up points. But, you know, everything to their weekend is going to watch Bradford City. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, I'm, I'm weird. Yeah. Just... I mean, 900, nine, 900 at Northampton. That's poor. Surely well, they can give us more than that. That's, well, that's disappointing. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's a big game for them as a club. Is it not an intelligent thing to do to reduce the capacity of a good away following? Because it, it might help yeah, the away yeah, team yeah. on the pitch. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So from that aspect, then they're probably doing the right thing. And I guess I, I wouldn't want us to give them Midland Road and behind TL Dallas. Or I guess some people might because the atmosphere would build better. But yeah, I mean, outnumbering Rochdale, it were, it were obvious to see one it on Saturday and it probably went well against them. And I guess that when you take that into account, maybe that's why. We haven't got, you know, a big allocation. Um, somebody's put in the comments that we need to bring back the away priority card, but that again, it defeats Absolutely object because you've got to pay for that as well. So it's and just it, it, it gives the opportunity to people who don't go all season yeah. and decide that they're going to get a ticket. It's it's a that's there's there's no like pros to that to me. Yeah, it's it's a it's a fair point, Adam. Um, who's, who said it on Facebook, but. I, I agree with Brandon on that. I feel like it is the right way to go about it at a point system for your building as you go along. But yeah, it's just not right to do it by anything. I think that's probably something that we'd all, we'd all agree on. Um, so there was something else. So the atmosphere this season in general has been improving it away. It's been brilliant. I know you picked four or five out that have been superb. We saw the return of the toilet rolls on um, on Saturday, which were, which were a bit of a throwback. Um, I mentioned on space, I actually wanged when it's in this wearing space, but if anybody's looking on that, I can see nothing apologies, but I love seeing them toilet coming down. Good, wasn't it? Let's bring on some ticker tape as well. <laughs> it's funny because Gilead got involved, didn't he? He went on pitch and he yeah. was like, he proper thought about it and he wanged it up and it just it just felt proper old school. And yeah, if, if anybody's going to Swindon tomorrow, get some low rolls taken. Brilliant. <laughs> love that. Chris, Chris, you'll remember that in your day, will you, at Tyler Rolls? Fuck oh, off. <laughs> <laughs> you will, though, won't you? I'm, I'm not I do, yeah, 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 yeah. It's not happened for a long time, has it? That I can't remember it for years. When I started um, going, it was just dock leaves we used to throw on pitch, but... You don't want to waste uh, toilet paper, eh? Or didn't they have toilet paper? Is that the point there? Didn't have it there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, like it. Like that tracing paper you used to get at school. Oh, your fingers went straight through it. Anyway, less of that disgusting nonsense. People are eating the tea. Um, last thing on the agenda then for us, um, we've obviously, there's a couple of things, but one of the last things is the northwest corner. So I'll come to Andy with this one. Um, the terrace, um, terracing's coming to the northwest corner. I think, um, am I right in saying that this next season it's going to be yeah. a couple of rows? Yeah, of I, th I, think, I think it's like 200 odd, isn't it, that they're putting in? And then yeah. they're having to put some into um, sort of like the away blocks in Midland Road as well. I think is uh, that a positive step from the club? Are we all well on board with that? I, I'm on board with it. I am. I I, I think it's yeah. a great idea. I just think it's placed strongly. Right, and for what reason? 
I think we should have that terrace in at Bradford in Bradford End. Yeah, I I feel like the atmosphere from I I love what the northwest corner do. I just I, I I'm not a lover of it being in corner. But would that not massively improve the atmosphere having it as terracing? You know, um, in in that particular area, or do you feel like it's it's still not going to work? I don't, I don't think it's going to work. I think if you'd have put that in in um, TL Dallas stand, the the terrace in there. One, we've got our fans behind both goals, both halves, and it's going to make the away fans feel all like trapped in and everything. And I just think you'll get a better atmosphere coming from Bradford and than you would in Northwest Corner. You're not so going to you... notice them standing, are you? When they're because it's going to be top tier. I don't think it's lower tier, is it? The, no, it's not. Um, so they never do it in the Bradford end because um, it's overspill for away fans um, and I think it's, it's something to do with health and safety but with that I just think you'd fly I think you should just flatten the Bradford end me and just have it as an open terrace the whole thing do you know like I think that would be probably the a suitable um, but then again where would you put away fans would they have the whole of the Midland Road is that is that an option I think as a safety point of view they don't want them uh, they mix the fans they don't want any, any, anybody so, so close we're kicking off and carrying on and especially next season when we're going to be in League One and the followings are going to be much better. I guess it, it would become a problem. Now, somebody else suggested the lower cop, um, or even the Midland Road. Is that is that a potential sort of place that you could have it? I I like it in the cop, but you've got the Bantams Bar, so it's not no longer viable. Yes, yeah. we haven't got a practical stadium really for stuff like this. Yeah, um, obviously TL Dallas can't, can't be done because the turnstiles have been bricked over. You can't have the home end going through the same turnstiles as the away fans. So obviously else? that's that's a no go for me. Um, I think it, the club's sort of forced into a corner, and they've had to take the only option available to them. And at least they've done something. Um, I mean, yeah. it's we, we, we're making these decisions, and things are going right across every area of the club at the minute. And I know at the start of the season, people are still getting rup out and do this, do that. Sparks ain't good enough or whatever. But these these changes, they're listening to fans that they're making the changes. Um, I hope they listen and, and change that bloody um, fan park, whatever it's called. At the what, what do they call it? Fan, that fan zone. Fan zone. That has got real potential, but the need to put more work yeah. in it. It's, a bit, it's been a bit half-assed, and it just put a little a bar out there and let it run itself. It's not the way to go about it. Get some stalls in there. We spoke about it before, so we're not going to cover all ground, but at least they're listening to fans and, and making these changes. Um, Jake, Jack, any sort of um, further opinions on this on the terracing? Are you all for it? Uh, well, going back to Ryan Sparks as well, when you mentioned him, I think everyone's got a divided opinion on him somewhat since he's come to the club, but I think he's clever off the field with how he does listen to the fans with these things. Um, and I think... Like you've gone back to the question, we're all for it with the safe standing, um, just a case of where we put it. And like yeah. Brandon said, we probably are forced into a corner with it being the northwest. Um, I don't think the TL Dallas is a bad idea. Um, I look back at probably about 2008 when we used to have graphic fans in there. I used yeah. to go wild with a Dale Cavies going on and all this, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think uh, it's a viable option. No, and but um, and I'll, I'll come to Jake in a second with this, but. Would it make you want to buy a ticket in the northwest corner, having the terrace in there? Would it not? Yeah, I'd want to give it a go at least. Um, it can only improve the atmosphere, and obviously when we're in League One, you know. 
Yeah. yeah. So, so you'd buy up there, you'd, you'd potentially change your ticket? Yeah, I wouldn't right now. Um, I'm quite happy where I am, but I would change it next season if it was to come into that. Interesting. Jake, any further thoughts, mate? Yeah, I think echoing what Brandon said, really, I think probably the only option, isn't it? Um, the club seem, seem kind of eager for that to become kind of the the area where the atmosphere comes from. If you believe everything that you can see on social media with people wanting them and the, the cop to, to rejoin, but then people who step in the northwest corner say that the club obviously don't want that to happen for whatever reason. I think, yeah, I do think that is your your only only option for it. And if it improves the atmosphere, then I'm all for it. I sit in the yeah. Midland Road stands, you know what I mean? And atmosphere at times where I sit can be not the greatest. So hopefully it, it transfers across from, from the cop and the, the northwest corner. Just kind of want them singing chants at the same time, don't you? That's the only thing that's a bit of a nightmare at times. That you should start get one of them um, megaphones, Jake, at front at Midland Road and get all granddads going, you know, like in uh, <laughs> the ultras in Italy. That's what you should do, man. Yeah. Midland like Road, give guy at Seattle. Like that guy yeah, at yeah. Seattle. Yeah. Come on, city. That's what you should do. <laughs> I'd love to see it, mate. Can't lie. Um, talking about oldies, Chris, uh, any thoughts on the, uh, the standing, mate? <laughs> well, I remember when I started going to see, I. Uh... I used to stand on Midland Road because that was uh, that were all standing. And then, as I got older, in eighties, moved over to we uh, used to have a paddock at each end at main stand, and I used to be in paddock next to the cop. Um, and I always loved standing at football. Um, so, any safe standing coming in, I'm all for it. Yeah, I think it's fantastic, and it'll uh, it'll improve atmosphere. So, yeah, anything to improve atmosphere, I'm. Uh, I'm all for it, and wherever it's got to be, you know, get on with it, see how it goes, and then hopefully we can get a bit more in. Yeah, there's something special, isn't there, about standing at a game? Yeah, it just it just makes you feel a bit more part of it somehow. Like I don't I don't know. I mean, we all stood, didn't we, at Rochdale? Like you, you just couldn't sit down because you wouldn't be able to see all. You and... do, don't you? Away games, you do. So I think that getting trying to get that sort of atmosphere at home. Yeah, I'm all for it. Fantastic. Yep, we're all for that one, and that's great. And again, fair play to the club, and, and also for the lads that are in the north as well, pushing that and, and getting that over the line because I know they've been on with it. So, yeah, all for that. Well, well done, lads. Um, last thing then, a couple of predictions from you all before we disappear into the night. Um, first of all, tomorrow, um, prediction on the result. Now, I'm going to start this um, ball at wall, and I'm going to say that you're going to beat them 2 0 at their play. Um, Andy, I'll go along the top of the screen. So, Andy, you go next. Uh, I'll probably go 2 1. Yeah, pass the parcel, pal. Go on, Brandon. Which way is it that way? I'm going to go 4 3 to say. 4 3? Oh, well, wow. we're all going 2 1 2 now. No, someone, someone needs to Mate, push the ball out a bit. That'll be a like 96 That's... minute goal as well at end. Yeah, 3 0 three down with five minutes left, and Andy could get four. <laughs> That's worth that a cheeky tenner, that is. Like that. Go on, pass it on, mate. Go on then, Jack. I'd love it to be as uh, much of a thriller like Clark Brandon, but I don't think my heart could take it. <laughs> um, I'm going to go for a 2-0 as well, like Adam said. Love it. I'd be more than happy if we scrape a 1-0, but I think we'll score more than one. So I'll go for 3-1. 3-1, like it. Jake? 
Three nil. Love it. So we're all positive. That's the thing, we're all positive that we're just going to do it. Every game feels like this. I mean, and then lastly of all, um, I asked, I'm asking this in every podcast we do of late. Um, autos, playoffs, or missing out on the playoffs? Jake, I'll come to you first. Autos. Chris? Autos, we're going to finish second. Love it. Jack? Autos on the final day. Fucking hell, it's confidence. I don't think I like it or not. Brandon? Playoffs and the Wembley win. Wembley win, so you're going for a winning playoffs. All right, okay. Andy? Um, I'll go with what I did at the start of the season and autos. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm totally with you. I can't see anything but, and again, it sounds arrogant, but I just genuinely feel, I believe in these players that can do it. Hughes is just, it's a masterclass in it, you know. Um, so, yeah, all for that. Any other talking points, Jensen, before we pack up tools and, and go to bed? Nothing? No. Brilliant. No. Right, we'll leave it there. Let's then. get all we'll... those and then get some contracts signed. Well, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I think. Let's get Cooks there. They'll be signed. They'll be signed. I'm, t- I'm telling you, there's no way that you, you're going to let a potentially 30 goal season striker. He's got contract run out. They'll, they'll, talk, they'll talk through it. I bet 100% he'll sign that contract. Who's out of contract? Think... What's that? Do we know that the con- players that are out of contract? Is Gilead out of contract potentially? Yeah, Gilead is Gilead. And then these the other players, right, that, I don't think you'll get him like Hendry. Hendry? Yeah. Bloody hell. Frel Kell's still got a part to play. He's, uh, he's got to be out of contract, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd sign his brother. I'd yeah. sign his brother. Um, but yeah, I'm, he's not quite cut the mustard, has he, Issa? Which would be mm. Clayton, because he only signed short term, didn't he? But don't see him getting I'd back sign him. Because... I'd sign him back, I would. Yeah, but would you sign him in League One? Yeah. No. Too much for a sick knot. There's stubs as well. Yeah, or Stubbs because he's on a short deal. Stubbs, you've got yeah. to do everything to sign him. Yeah, yeah. Stubbs is on eight. Sign Stubbs. He's got another year, hasn't he? Go all out for Stubbs, Critchlow, Lewis. I think Smallwood. Yeah, we took didn't we take Stubbs's contract on for, and he's got six months left or something, something like that. Yeah, yeah, we took him on till end of season. Yeah, same with Clayton now. Yeah, see, Andy, I think, and a lot of people agree with you on Clayton, but we're going to be in League One next season. He just he won't be. He just won't be able to whack it. Be that experience yeah, for me. Him. He might he, he might he won't have the legs, no, not all. Not to go through a whole season of League One, not a chance. Yeah. But having that, that voice in dressing room mm. is worth its weight. Especially when it's going to be his first season in League One. And we could be fighting towards the wrong end of the table to stay up. Having that sort of voice in changing room, I I'd have him there. Play coach. Mm. Yeah, talking about coach do a Doyle. Talking yeah. of player coaches and Doyle. Now, somebody said on Space yesterday that they felt like Doyle should have been given a few minutes this season because it might be the last season of the pro. Um, now, would you be tempted to give Doyle any minutes in these last few games? No. Only no. only Orient game if we're already promoted. Yep. Well, yeah. totally Lewis would want to play every minute, wouldn't he? And he deserves to. And this is my point. I, I I don't even think he, he should play against Orient. I just like as a personal 
point of view and like as a goalkeeper, he just he, he don't want to miss any game and you love that, don't you? Um it's potentially when he might get a move elsewhere. Um Harry well, Lewis. So that could be any ruthless sentiment, can they? You know what I mean? You've got to be, no. be ruthless about it, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, and, and we love all uh, Colin Doyle, fucking hell, we don't love him. Uh, yeah, we love we love Colin Doyle, and he, he loves living here, doesn't he? And he, he wanted to stay at Bradford when he left, didn't he? So it's nice to see him back, but yeah, he's going to be a coach in the next season, and, and hopefully that'll continue, because it looks like they've got a nice bond, him and Lewis as well. So, so yeah. Right, brilliant, gents. We're going to leave it there, so it doesn't roll on to an hour and a half. So thank you for coming on. We lost Corbin at some point through that. Hopefully he's all right. I think he had some issues with his, his technical stuff. So uh, thanks for joining us, Corbin. Uh, thank you to Andy, Brandon, Jake, Chris and Jack as well. Um, it's nice to have new faces on as well. Love that. So you're welcome on again at some point, gents. Um, we'll probably not do a space tomorrow because I've got to drive back from Swindon. So might do one after the game on, on Saturday, potentially. Um, and yes, here we go. Might clean that flag just for Chris and get it out at Gillingham if we've got time. Have it smelling of roses for you, mate. Not like shite. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too bothered, as long as we win. Yeah. <laughs> Love it, mate. Right, well, thank you. Have a lovely evening, gents, and uh, up the fucking chickens. Up the fucking chickens. Cheers, Adam. Cheers. Up the fucking up chickens. chickens. Cheers. Cheers, gents. Good night, God bless. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.